Unfamous, the podcast for unfamous pastors preach the fame of God. I'm your host, Cubby Westerberg. Our show is about listening to local reform pastors who minister to small congregations, but they faithfully exposit the word and preach from the scriptures. These unfamous pastors are unknown to basically everyone but their own congregation, so I want to introduce them to you. Today we will hear a message from Pastor Randy Westerberg from Cross Point Church. He speaks on the necessity of acting on God's Word and how easy it is to fool ourselves into thinking we are fine when we are really not. The person who does not build the foundation of their life on the Word of God is on sinking sand. From the outside, everything looks fine, but when we face the Lord on Judgment Day, all will be revealed. Those who built their house on the rock will be saved, but those who did not depend on Jesus will be lost. This message is from Matthew seven twenty four through 27. Let's listen in. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew. In the book of Matthew, chapters 5, 6, and 7, uh, Jesus gives a sermon, and we call it the Sermon on the Mount because it was given on a mountain. And one of the things that amazes me about this sermon is that these people were gathered into a crowd. They were seated together, and there they were actually listening not to a regular preacher, but to the very Son of God preaching to them in person. There they were listening with their ears and seeing with their eyes the very one who created them, who created the earth that they were sitting on on that day. How amazing is that? I wonder how many of them knew that they were in the very presence of God in person, in the flesh. I wonder how many knew that. Well, this morning, let's look at the very end of this sermon, the conclusion of this sermon. This conclusion is really a very simple but powerful message all by itself. Listen as I read Matthew 7, 24 through 28. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. When Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. Jesus addressed this particular crowd at the mountain, but his his words were meant for all people throughout all of history. In this sermon, He's addressing both believers and unbelievers. He's not excluding anyone at all. In Matthew 7, 24, he says, Everyone who hears these words of mine, the Lord's words, his teachings, have been going throughout the world for the last 2,000 years, and, and people have been hearing these words ever since Christ preached this Sermon on the Mount. And those who have heard the word of God have been doing one of two things ever since. They've either acted on the Lord's words, or they've not acted on the Lord's words. Those are really the only two options. In this parable, the Lord addresses those who act on his words and those who don't. Listen again as I read the first part of this parable. It addresses the one who acts on the Lord's words. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. 
the Lord makes a comparison here. He compares the man who hears his words and acts on them to a man who builds his house upon the rock. In the days of Jesus, in the ancient land of Israel, they didn't have building inspectors. They didn't have building codes, at least not to the extent they have them today. It seems that they had a few rules about building houses, but not too many. In Deuteronomy 22.8, we have one of those rules. It says, when you build a new house, you must build a railing around the edge of its flat roof. That way, you will not be considered guilty of murder if someone falls from the roof. So if you had a flat roof in the days of Jesus, you had to build a railing around it so that if you sat up there with people and you were having dinner or just visiting, there was something to keep people from falling off. But other than that, there really isn't a lot said in the Bible about how you could build a house. And it seems from reading this parable that there were probably some people who built their house on a solid foundation and there were people who didn't. The first man in this parable who hears the words of the Lord and acts on them, he's compared to a man who built his house on a rock. This man, when he was building his house, he took the time and he worked really hard and he dug down into the ground until he hit rock or he dug down and, and placed some very heavy rocks in the earth. We don't know for sure, but either way, some way, somehow, he ran into rock or he placed huge rocks down in the earth and somehow he attached his house to the rock. He secured his house firmly to the rock. Years ago, when they built our house, I was watched them put in the foundation. It was really interesting. I like to watch that kind of thing. They dug out a trench in the exact shape of our house. I don't remember how deep they went. They, they went quite deep, but they dug out this trench, dug it quite a few feet down, and they poured concrete into the bottom of it. And that hardened. And then they cemented blocks onto that very solid concrete foundation, and they laid these blocks all the way up to ground level. From ever, for however deep it was, they laid them up to ground level, and then they backfilled it in, and, and boy, that was a solid foundation. Makes for a solid house to build it on a solid rock or concrete foundation. Now, now this guy builds his house on a rock. It's a lot of work, a lot of effort, but he does it. He secured his house to the rock foundation, and he finishes his house. And one day, he's sitting inside, and it begins to rain, and the wind picks up, and it picks up more, and it begins to howl, and pretty soon there's a fierce storm outside. It's, it's very dark out. The thunder is exploding. The lightning is cracking and lighting up the skies. The torrents of rain beat against his house. The floodwaters rise, but he just sits securely by his fire and enjoys his nice, secure, warm shelter. He weathers the storm just fine. No problem at all. Now the Lord makes another comparison. He compares the man who hears his words and does not act on them to a man who builds his house upon the sand. Everyone, verse 26, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Again, in Israel, there wasn't a lot of building codes. People were pretty free to build a house how they wanted to. So here's a man who builds a house, and, and perhaps he's lazier, or maybe he just doesn't know what he's doing, but he gathers his materials, and he, and he builds his house. But instead of first digging down to bedrock or digging down and putting in some big rocks, he simply builds his house upon the sand. He builds it from the ground up, no foundation, kind of like when we were kids and we would build a fort, just build it right on the ground. It looks nice when he's done. It looks just like his neighbor's house, but there's a big difference. Big difference between the two houses. This man has no foundation. He built his house upon the sand. Now, one day, 
He's in the house, and the skies begin to darken, and the wind picks up. And pretty soon, he hears the rain pelting against his house. And at first, he thinks, it's just good to be inside. But then, the wind begins to really howl, and the lightning flashes brilliantly, lighting the whole sky. The rain is crashing against the house, and the wind begins to slam against the house, and the timbers begin to creak and groan. And he's thinking, what's going on here? The house is actually moving. Floodwaters are coming up, and the house is actually moving. It's groaning, it's shifting, and then the beams crack, and suddenly the whole house comes down with a mighty crash. There was no foundation, and that house couldn't weather that fierce storm. Jesus draws us a good picture here. And so this raises a question, what's the point of this parable? The difference, the only difference between these two houses, one was built on a solid rock foundation, one was built on the sand. One collapsed, one held up. What did these two houses represent? One man heard the word of the Lord, and he acted on it. He was like the man who built his house upon the rock. One man heard the word of the Lord, but he didn't act on it. He was like the man who built his house upon the sand. His house collapsed. The point of this parable is to teach us the importance of not only hearing God's word, but acting on it. Let me explain this parable a bit more. In this parable, the house is a picture of our lives. And the rock is Christ, and the storm is the day of judgment. In this short time of life on earth, the word of God is going out. It's going out throughout the world. And people are hearing it every day. In this parable, Jesus addresses those who hear his word. That's his audience, those who hear his word. He begins this parable by saying, everyone who hears these words of mine. And that's a big audience, isn't it? Jesus is addressing everyone who hears these words of mine. Now, just a little sidetrack here. Just think for a moment of how big that audience really is. Everyone who hears these words of mine. The Bible is preached on the radio and the internet and TV in nearly every nation in the world. And there's Bibles in most people's homes. And the Word of God is out there. People hear it. And they see it. It's all around them. Now, some people might say, not everyone hears the Word. How can they act on it or not act on it if they don't even hear it? Well, God's Word is all around us. There's a, there is a witness to God everywhere. There really is everywhere. You can ignore God's Word, but you won't be able to say that you didn't have God's word. It's available all around you. In a sense, it's calling out to you. This is what I mean. Take the person who ignores the word of God. God's word is, in a sense, calling out to him every day. A man is commuting to work. He's driving down to the Twin Cities. He's not a believer. He's someone who ignores everything about Christianity, doesn't think about it, doesn't read his Bible, doesn't listen to the radio, doesn't hear preachers, doesn't go to church, nothing. He's just, he just, just lives his life. But on his way to work, God's word is calling out to him every day, almost saying, here I am. Consider this. As he drives to work, every few miles, he sees a church. He sees steeples on the horizon. 
He sees places of worship. And just seeing the churches and seeing the steeples, that's a witness to him. It's like God's word is here. Come and hear it. He has the witness of God's word all around him. And if he chooses to ignore it, he ignores it at his own peril. He won't be able to say to God on that great day of judgment, I never heard your word. The Lord says, you drove by my churches every day on your way to work. You saw my steeples dotting the horizon. You knew about me, but you ignored me. The word of God is all over the place in nearly every nation and country in the world. Even in countries and nations where the Bible is illegal and the church doesn't exist, these people know about the word of God. They know enough about it to have made it illegal. Jesus starts this parable out by saying, everyone who hears these words of mine. And most people in some way, in some form, they've heard the words of God, even if only in the most rudimentary ways. It will be hard for a person to say, I never heard the word of God when the Bible says in Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaim his handiwork. So the audience of Jesus is everyone who hears the word of Jesus and everyone who even could have heard the word of Jesus. That's his audience. Now, Jesus compares the listener to a man who builds his house. He builds the house on either a rock or on sand. And this is a picture of our life. And Christ is the rock. We can build our life on Christ or choose to not build our life on Christ, but those are the only two options. We can build our life on Jesus Christ or we can ignore Christ. So what is it to build your life on Christ? To build your life on Christ is to, first of all, hear God's words and act on them. To build your life on Christ is to believe in Jesus Christ, but more than believe in him is to humble yourself and to hurt, turn to him as a needy sinner. It's to confess to God that you're a sinner. It's to ask God for forgiveness of your sins. It's to humbly receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and the Savior of your life. And then to build your life on Christ is to walk in faith every day, to rely on Jesus, to trust in Jesus for your salvation, and to follow him in obedience as the Lord and the King of your life. To build your life on Jesus is to live by the commandments and the principles of the Bible with the Lord's help. To build your life on Jesus is to realize that you don't belong to yourself, but to the Lord. To build your life on Jesus is to give Jesus the reins of your life, to let him be the controller, the pilot of your life. To build your life on Jesus is to have a daily communion with him in prayer to be attentive to his word, to deny the flesh and the devil and the world, and to take up your cross daily and follow the Lord. To build your life on Jesus, the rock is to cling to Jesus and no one else and nothing else. So what is it to not build your life on Jesus? This is to hear God's word, but not act on it is to hear God's word and ignore it or reject it. To not build your life on Jesus is to drive by churches instead of walking into churches. To not build your life on Jesus is to read the paper, not the Bible. Is to listen to the news, not sermons. To not build your life on Jesus is to ignore or reject God's commandments. To not build your life on Jesus is to not confess that you're a sinner. Rather, is to go on living in sin as if sin was no big deal at all. To not build your life on Jesus is to just go through life, as if this life is all there is, 
is to not think about eternity, is to not think about God, is to live for yourself, is to ignore or reject and distance yourself from anything to do with Christianity, to not build your life on Christ, is to look up into the sky on a brilliant starry night and see billions and billions of stars and not see or hear the heavens declaring the glory of God. This is what it is to be a man who hears the word of God, but does not act upon it. This is what it is to build your house upon the sand. Now there's one more very important part of this parable. A storm comes. The storm represents the day of judgment. There's many things we can get out of. There's many things we can avoid. We can skip a lot of appointments in this life, but there's one appointment you will not miss. The Bible says in Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes the judgment. Only two men in all of history escaped death. Did you know that? In the book of Genesis, God took Enoch straight to heaven. Genesis 5.24 says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And in the book of 2 Kings, we see that God took Elijah straight to heaven. 2 Kings 2.11, as they were going along and, along and talking, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. In all of history, two men were taken straight to heaven. All the others experienced death. And what this means is, unless Christ returns first, you and I are going to die. And when we die, we're, we're going to meet God, and we're going to go stand before God on that great day of judgment. Hebrews 9.27 says, It is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment. The storm in our parable is the judgment. What will it be like to stand before God on the day of judgment? It will depend. It will depend. If your house has been built on the rock of Christ, or if your house has been built on the sand. For those who heard the word of God, but didn't act on it. For those who could have heard the word of God, but neglected it. They have no foundation. They're not anchored to Christ. For them, it will be a terrible storm and their house will collapse. Hebrews 10.31 says, It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Those who have not built their house on the rock of Christ will, will hear these most dreadful words. Matthew 25.41 says, Then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me cursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. But for those who have built their life on the solid rock of Christ, it will be a different situation altogether. They too will stand before the great judgment throne of God. But when they see the judge, they will see their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They will see the one who has been living in their heart. They will see face to face the one who they love and have worshipped. They will see the one who has loved them and who died for them and rose again on their behalf. If you've built your life on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, when you come to the storm of the judgment day, for you it won't be a storm. You'll see your Lord and Savior face to face, and you will hear words like this. Matthew 25, 40, 21. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Remember, the difference between the two house builders in Christ's parables. They both heard the word of God. They both heard it. The difference was this. One of them acted on those words and one didn't. 
Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this parable. Lord, help each one of us to truly build our lives on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. What a powerful yet simple message. One acted on God's word, one did not. There is no middle ground. May we be a people who act on God's word and live it out in faith. Build your house upon the rock. I hope you've been enjoying and benefiting from this podcast so far. It has been a pleasure listening to these sermons from all of these unfamous pastors. But now that it's summer, I'll be taking a break from posting, and Lord willing, the podcast will come back in the fall. I hope you all have a great summer. And as always, take the truth you've heard, apply it to your life, and live it out in ministry.